0: Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the From Ballparks, supposed to be your sportscast, I'm your host, Perry Mortinos, and today, as I said, I said October gets very busy, I said this about a month ago, we've got the Bruins are back, the Celtics are back, they just played their first game Tuesday night, and... Of course, we've got the Patriots right in the heart of a potential potential quarterback controversy. So here is what I want to do today. I'm going to lead off with the Celtics, um start of the new year stuff like that. I'm going to talk about them for about 5 minutes. Then I'm going to head into the Bruins same amount of time, um just discuss what's going on with that team cuz that that team has a lot of depends on how you look at it issues things that they need to get sorted out. Then I'm going to go to the Patriots for about, I would say, 10 minutes, both um, talking about Zappy Fiva and some other stuff. And then I will move into Quick Pick. I mean, the Patriots are playing the Bears this weekend. Not a very exciting game, so I think this is a a good amount of time to try and squeeze in this Celtics and Bruins talk um, before – They had to do what's suddenly looking like a game next week against the Jets. But let's start off with the best team in Boston right now. Um, Undoubtedly, the Boston Celtics. Now, let's talk about what's going on with this Celtics team. On one hand, you bring back pretty much all the contributors, all the important contributors back from the team that went to the finals last year and lost except for Robert Williams, who will be out. I um, I believe he's going to miss about 20, 25 games, I believe is the diagnosis. But on the other hand, you bring in a guy like Malcolm Brogdon, who they acquired in a trade from the and the Pacers. They gave up Daniel Tice, I believe a first-round pick in Aaron Nesmith. And what is probably the biggest loss in the loss of Coach Doken. that's where I want to start. Um, when the news first broke, we discussed it a little bit here. I don't think we're going to get many more details, I do have to say. I think right now what's important for this Boston Celtics franchise is to move forward without the head coach that led them to the NBA Finals last year, which is easier said than done, absolutely, because Ime Hidoka was probably one of the top five coaches in the league, probably barring an absolute collapse, was going to win Coach of the Year this year. Heavy favorite, and you bring back a team that's ready to win now. I mean, just you look at these top eight, nine guys when Rob Williams is healthy. I mean, you're gonna start probably Marcus Smart, unfortunately, we'll get into that. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Al Horford, Rob Williams, and then coming off the bench, you're gonna have Malcolm Brogdon, Sam Hauser, Derek White, and Grant Williams. That, and then if you want to throw in a 10th guy, Payne Pritchard. That is about as solid of a top 10 when round Williams comes back that this league has. This team has depth. They have two stars. They have the reigning defensive player of the year, keyword defensive. And the Rob Williams injury is going to hurt, but they are losing their head coach. And that's going to be a little bit of an adjustment period. I believe. I think it's going to take them until I think they're going to hit their stride around Christmas I think Christmas could be a turning point for this team I don't think they're going to be 500 entering Christmas I think they should be above 500 but I think that's where you might really see this team start playing playing possessed playing a little bit harder playing a little bit better and that's when I would expect that kind of switch to turn a little bit in terms of the team roster pieces uh, let's let's start with Marcus because as you guys know since we've been doing this podcast for about, I believe, a year, um, we've talked about how much I hate. I, I cannot stand stand, Marcus Smart. I think he shoots too much. I think he's too big of a complainer. I think if he if he can learn how to shoot a corner three. And they can play deep, and he can play defense, which admittedly he is very good at. But if he can play defense and learn how to shoot a corner three and stop being so controlling, this team has a real chance because Malcolm Brogdon is the better player, hands down. He's making more money. Malcolm Brogdon is a little experienced; they're about the same, but Malcolm Brogdon, I think, brings much more. To the offensive side of the ball. And for what he brings to the offensive side of the ball over Marcus Smart, Mar- Malcolm Brogdon is not. He's still a plus defender. He should not not be coming off the bench for this team. But Marcus has his ego. Whatever. So that's something to watch for me this season. Marcus Smart versus Malcolm Brogdon. How does that pan out? How, do, how does Jason Tatum especially bounce back from that rough finals performance? I think Jalen Brown will take another step. He's taking a step in each of his years here. Um, He'll come out in the first quarter, guns a-blazing, like he does every single game for the past three years, and then he'll kind of tailor off. But how will Jason Tatum respond? Had 100 turnovers in the NBA playoffs last year. Or actually, over 100 turnovers in the playoffs last year. I'm interested to see, did he, was he too busy living it up with... Grant Williams and at Draymond Green's wedding or is he ready to go focused and ready to kind of revenge that Finals loss and I think we're going to find out very very quickly how much Jason Tam worked this offseason and I'm not going to lie that's a bit of a concern for me. I think that Jalen Brown probably worked a lot harder. Jalen Brown has something to prove after the Kevin Durant rumors. Jason Tam I think kind of is okay with being the first team all nba and the team were in the year where a bunch of stars were hurt lebron james kawhi leonard these guys aren't going to be hurt every year and kawhi leonard and lebron james are going to be right up there fighting for first team all nba spots. so that's not given to you and i don't i think it might take some time this year for jason tim to figure that, out which does concern me a little bit and in terms of my prediction For this NBA season, just before we head into the Bruins here. The Celtics should be a top four Eastern Conference team. I think they will be. I think the Bucs will be the one seed. I think the Celtics will end up being the two seed. And I think the Nets and the Sixers will be three and four. That's how I see it shaping out. I think the Celtics will lose to the Nets in the Eastern Conference semifinals. I think that's what's going to happen because I just don't think that the team is going to be focused enough early on and then they're going to kind of get hot and think that they're better, and I think the Nets are actually going to be a improved team this year. But anything short of a finals win is a disappointment for this roster. Actually, I'll change it. That's a little harsh. Anything short of a finals appearance is a little harsh. Um, a loss for this roster because I will give them a pass because they do have Joe Mazzula, a first-time head coach, and that will be an interesting dynamic after the season changes. As for the NBA, I have the Clippers winning it all over the Milwaukee Bucks in six in the NBA Finals this year. I think Luka Doncic is going to be MVP of the league, but I think I'm a big Kawhi guy. Um, Kawhi's already led two teams to the playoffs. I think this Clippers team can be very, very good, and I think People are sleeping on them a little bit, but I do have the Clippers winning it all. Heading over to the Boston Bruins, who have had a pretty good start to the season here. Um, They're kind of about at the tail end of a three games and four-day st- stretch, so how it goes, we'll see. But we've talked about what's going on for this Bruins team a little bit. We've talked that they're missing... Brad Martian and Charlie McAvoy at least until Thanksgiving and my guess is we'll see Matt Grizzly back sometime earlier than that I think late October early November is when he should be back but this team does have enough they just need to stay afloat if they can stay afloat until when Brad Martian and Charlie McAvoy come back arguably two of their top three players I think that this this could work out for them I do I think they'll be decent and I think that that will help help go through whatever happens this year and I I think the coaching change wasn't needed Um, we've talked about that a little bit I think that goaltending is the key for this team right now. I think that this team should definitely make a playoff run. They have the rosters in peace to do that. I think Hampus Lientholm is a top pair defenseman. I like how Jake DeBrusque has been playing, especially the game on his birthday with the two goals and the assist. I love the Taylor Hall, David Pasternak, David Krejci line, which I think we will see more of once um, Brad Marshall comes back, because right now it's kind of Taylor Hall and Pavel Zaka are kind of flipping a little bit. But there's no reason why this team shouldn't be in the playoffs and shouldn't be at least close to the end. I'm not saying they're going to be there at the end because I don't think they're that good, but they should be somewhere close. And I think that if they can just stay afloat stay above 500 these first two months then you get reinforcements that's going to kind of be like your trade deadline you get brad martian you get charlie mcavoy back that's a top five defenseman and a top five winger maybe not top five winger maybe top 10 but still those are two elite players at what they do and that is going to be a massive boost for this team in and even if they start better than expected these few months, then they've got a real chance. Um, and we'll have to see what happens. And they've got some young players now, AJ Greer um, being one of them that can kind of make a push here and maybe make a push for to be the next core of the Boston Bruins, because that is something that people do need to start thinking about. Anyways... In terms of who I have winning the NHL, I do have the Hurricanes winning it all. I think that they're just going to be too good of a team this year, and I have them being the Edmonton Oilers in the Stanley Cup Finals. All right, let's head over to the New England Patriots now. This, I, I know a lot of people have zappy fever. Um, I'm not one of those people yet, yet. Um, because I think he's done an admirable job right now. I think he's doing what the coaches ask of him. I think his three hundred yard passing game against the Cleveland Browns was very, very impressive. I like how Matt Patricia is factoring in play action. I like how they're leaning on Ramondre Stevenson and I love how the Titans are getting involved. I love all of that. But let's face it; he's faced arguably the two worst defenses in the league. In the Detroit Lions and the Cleveland Browns. And if you want to say the Packers were there, fine, but the Packers aren't a top-10 defense either. You've got the... Excuse me. You've got the... um, A coach and a play caller who now knows what to do a little bit. They've kind of figured out that okay you know I have to set my quarterback up with different stuff with play action and more motion and maybe keep a guy in the block and I think that's going to only help once Mac Jones comes back I really do I think that's going to be a big 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 help to when Mac Jones does come back as I think he should return a scoreback a couple weeks I I said that I expect Mac Jones to come back after the Browns game before the Bears game. If he does not come back this week, he should not come back next week because this is what I think. They've got the Bears this week. This should be a layup. This, should, this shouldn't even be a game at halftime. They should be beating down this team at halftime. Then you've got the Jets Sunday, October 30th at 1, which is suddenly... Turning into a competitive game, or what looks to be a competitive game, which is going to be very, very interesting because the Jets currently are four and two. They the Patriots did beat the Jets twice last year. I did at the beginning of the season have the Patriots losing to the Jets, um, at least once this season. Right now, um, in terms of if you look at how I started this season, I started. Pretty much ex- exactly where I thought they would be. I thought they'd be at three and three, and they should beat the Bears. That they should be at four and three after this game. I I think that if you don't bring Mac Jones this week, it's not worth it. bringing against the Jets just because I think this is a divisional opponent. It's gonna be a game that you have. I think if he doesn't come back this week, he might not come back until the bye after the bye, where they place face the Jets again, which I think is it wouldn't be a good thing. I think that he should. I I'm not in the room. I don't. We don't know a lot about his injury, but I think he should be good to go this week against the Bears. But if Bailey Zappi does start, um, he's he has certainly done a very good job. But should he be the starting quarterback? No. You just based on who he's played, he's gotten Tyquan Thornton back. I just think that the offense has been simplified a great deal with Bailey's Abby in there, and I think that Matt Patricia and other guys should pay attention to that as they head into whenever Mac Jones comes back and tries to build and try to build off of that in order to give Mac Jones the best chance to succeed, succeeding for the rest of the year. Because in my opinion. Mac Jones is a higher higher ceiling than Bailey Zappi. Could Bailey Zappi maybe get you into the playoff? Yeah, sure. He's a backup. But I think Mac Jones in time can be that franchise quarterback. And this look, this year hasn't started off the way he wanted to, but I think this is the perfect week to bring him back if he is very, very close. I would say if he's about 85%, I think you bring him back this week. This is a bad defense, a bad team. It's a Monday night. You'll have a little bit of an extra day. Um there's no reason why they should lose this game and i think it's the perfect spot for mac jones to come back and no i don't think bailey zappi i think i think it's become a lot closer after last week's game but i don't think bailey zappi should be starting over mac jones unless something dramatically changes and maybe for whatever reason mac jones can't come back this week and then if bailey zappi heads any of the colts week and Mac Jones hasn't played yet, and he's won all five of his starts, so he'd be 5-0, and I believe, if you don't include that Packers game. I mean, then, then that becomes a much, much bigger question. Do you start Bailey Zappi and just ride the hot hand, and then once he loses, do you reinsert Mac Jones? Do you just ride Bailey Zappi the rest of the year? And I think that would be a very, very interesting dynamic. I don't think it's going to come to that. I do think Mac Jones will play this week, but we will have to see. In terms of this week's game, my X-Factor, QB Justin Fields, he's awful. He's really bad, but he can make some plays with his legs. Maybe he gets outside the pocket, extends the drive, gets a big third and ten, scramble, pickup conversion. That could be just massive, I think, in this game. I don't think it's going to be close, though. And I think he is going to have to do some stuff with his arms to at least give them a fighting chance down the stretch late. Um... I just think that we haven't seen anything of Justin Fields. He hasn't been asked to throw the ball a lot. He is his numbers aren't very good. And I don't think he's going to have a good game against this Bill Belichick led um led defense. I think he's probably going to have a couple interceptions. Um maybe he'll have like 40 rushing yards, 100 pass, 130 passing yards, but it's not going to be a pretty game for Justin Fields, but he is the one guy that if somehow he gets hot. He can maybe maybe save this Bears team from at least a blowout. And then the key matchup, I have the New England wide receivers versus the Chicago Bears secondary. I think the Bears are going to be expecting the Patriots to run the ball. I expect them to run the ball. And I think there could be a couple of situations where you need a big chunk play. You need to go to Jacoby Myers, Devontae Parker, Kendrick Bourne, Tyquan Thorne, and the Patriots wide receivers are going to have to be one-on-one coverage because I expect a little bit of a heavy blitzing game as well. Especially if it's Bailey Zappi and, you know, maybe you get in his face a little bit. Maybe you get gets fed up a little bit. Back Jones, in addition, hasn't been great against the pass. So whoever it is on Monday night, I would expect the Bears to blitz a little bit more than maybe these Browns and Lions teams have. In terms of my game prediction, I have the Patriots winning 24-10. to 10. Normally, would the QB win MVP? Yeah. Um... But I really don't know who the quarterback is. I'm not expecting to know until at least Saturday, Sunday at the very early. So I went with quarterback Jack Jones, um, the rookie. I think he's going to have a pick in this game of Justin Fields. I think he's going to, Justin Fields will probably throw just balls that you think, at least three or four balls that just, you're like, wow, these should be picked off. And I think Jack Jones will get at least one of them. Um, I already said Justin Fields probably will have a couple picks. I think Jack Jones will have one of them. But I do have the Patriots winning this game 24 to 10. Now, before we get into quick pick, let's go to fantasy. For last week, I went with my breakout was DK Metcalf. That was a miss. And my bust was Joe Mixon. That was a hit. So I'm now four three and five in fantasy. Um five, you know went ties four wins and three losses so not a bad record um this week I'm going with my breakout Chris Godwin for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Panthers I think he's gonna have a touchdown I think the Bucs will get back on track in this game my bust you can't send him right now but it's gonna be Brees Hall against the um New York Jets in my eyes I just don't think that I I just don't know I just don't feel good enough about the jets going into this game against denver denver has had a very good defense although they haven't run the ball i think this could be a bit of a slog of a game and i'm gonna and i'm very very interested to see what happens here anyways in in terms of quick picks just a quick correction um joe mixon actually did have 16 points as my bus, so I'm gonna switch that to a loss. So I'm actually gonna be three, four, and five. Um, I just need to make a little note here. I did forget about that touchdown, but last week in terms of picks, I went eight and six. So not a bad day. Um at all after going eleven and five the week before. But that's gonna bring my total record to fifty-two and forty-two. Let's start with the Saints in the car at Arizona for this week's for the Thursday night game. I have the Saints in this one. I just don't think the Cardinals are very good. I think they're going to be in the market for a new head coach after this season ends. However, the Saints scare me a little bit. I think this is going to be a decent game as far as Thursday night games goes, but I do have the Saints winning this one. The Cleveland Browns take on the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore was my knockout pick last week. They disappointed me against the New York Giants. I thought they'd win. I have them winning again against the Browns. They should really be 6-0, 5-1, 6-0 at the minimum but I do have them beating the Browns this week with another week of Jacoby Brissett. Tampa going to Carolina to take on the Panthers. P.J. Walker, we don't know if he's going to start or not. It might be their, down to their fourth backup because Sam Darnold, um, Baker Mayfield will be out. Sam Darnold is on IR. I cannot remember who their fourth backup is. Um, it also could be Matt Corral, the rookie, but I think... I cannot remember who replaced P.J. Walker in the game last week, but I think it's going to be whoever that is starting. But anyway, I have the Bucks. They haven't impressed me. They're 3-3. Three and three. I haven't been impressed by them at all, but I do think they win this game because the Carolina Panthers are just awful. Traveling to Cincinnati to watch the Bengals take on the Falcons. I have the Bengals in this one. Falcons pulled off a nice win, nice little win against the San Francisco 49ers. The Falcons are 6-0 against the spread this season. America's team. But I have the Cincinnati Bengals in this one. I think that was a big comeback win for them last week. Joe Burrow got going in NOLA, as did Jamar Chase, and that does bode well for the future of this Bengals team. I've been missing the playoffs, but luckily a lot of these AFC teams have stumbled out of the gate, namely namely Denver, who I probably with the schedule that they played, oh my God, they should be. They should be much, much better. They're only 2-4, and four, but I think that Cincinnati's gone a little lucky with how some of the AFC teams have performed. They've still got a chance at winning the division. I do have the Bengals winning this one. Detroit taking on Dallas. This should be Dak Prescott's first game back. Cooper Rush, um, their quarterback controversy in air quotes is finally over after he lost to the Philadelphia Eagles. I do have the Cowboys in this one, though. I think they're a better team than the Lions, although they although the Lions are coming off a bye. Just don't don't trust that coaching staff. Cowboys double digits. Giants taking on Jacksonville. This should be an l- interesting game. Um, you've got a team that overachieved at the beginning of the season in the Jacksonville Jaguars. Then you have got a team like the Giants who are overachieving somehow, and they're somehow five and one. Um, with two really good wins against the Packers in London and the Ravens. Um. Although they did play the Ravens at home. I have the Giants in this one. I believe in what Brian Brian Dable is building there. I don't think they're going to finish. With one loss, I think they're going to lose a couple more times. Excuse me, at least before the end of the year. But they have been a very, very strong team. And right now they're playing better than the Jaguars. I have to give the edge to the Giants in this one. Green Bay traveling to Washington to take on the Commanders. Packers have arguably been the league's most disappointing team, although I do have them being this one. It's going to be Taylor Heineke for the Commanders this week. The Commanders aren't that good either. I do have the Packers winning this one. The Colts traveling to Tennessee to take on the Titans. This is a big, big AFC South game. I have the Colts in this one. I'm a little higher on them than people are. Um, I think they showed me a little something last week with their 34-27 to win over the Jacksonville Jaguars, and that's kind of what I'm leaning off of, and I think they will beat the Titans. Houston traveling to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders in this week's toilet bowl game of the week. Two teams coming off buys, two teams that only have one win. The Raiders will win this one because they're really not as bad as the Texans, and maybe there there is enough talent in Las Vegas to make a playoff run, and I believe their schedule eases up a bit, so we will see what they can do with that. The New York Jets taking on the Denver Broncos, I mean, th- this is another one where you could put... if The Packers are probably the NFC's most disappointing team, but the Broncos are definitely the AFC's most disappointing team. I mean, Russell Wilson looks washed. They can't cover anybody. The kicker can't do... the. They can't coach. Actually, Surtain can cover people, but they can't coach. They can't get anything going on the offensive end. But I'm still picking Denver over the Jets. I just think that there's a Jets letdown game. Coming somewhere, and I think it's going to come this week after this game against the Packers. Chiefs taking on the Niners in San Francisco. I have the Chiefs in this one. I think they're going to bounce back after that loss to the Buffalo Bills that I didn't really think they would lose because I did think Patrick Mahomes would be able to bring his team back, but he just threw an awful interception at the end of the game. But I think the Niners are going to be looking for answers at 3-4 and with Jimmy G there instead of Trey Lance. Seattle Seahawks traveling to take on the Chargers at SoFi Stadium. I like the Chargers this week. Um, I think they're going to kind of hit their stride here over the next couple of games. I think they do have a couple of advantages heading into it um, these next couple of weeks. I believe their schedule lines up as well. They just got a big divisional win over the Denver Broncos, and I think they have a game that they should easily win against the Seattle Seahawks this year. Pittsburgh taking on the Dolphins and was expected to be Tua Tagovailoa's first game back. We'll see for sure about that, but I have Miami in this one. Pittsburgh showed me something, but I think they're going to need Kenny Pickett to do something this year. And if he's out, I don't trust Mitch Trubisky. The Dolphins should win this one on Sunday Night Football. And then, as I mentioned, Monday Night Football, the Chicago Bears taking on the Patriots. I have the Patriots twenty four to ten with Jack Jones as the MVP and the teams on the bye this week Buffalo Bills, Minnesota Vikings, Philadelphia Eagles, and the Los Angeles Rams. That will do it for us today, guys. As always, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Please visit our website, wwwfromballparks ballparks to Our Instagram is there, our Twitter is there, our email there is there. Guys, if you ever want to email us about anything, positive or negative feedback, maybe you want to bring up a segment idea, or maybe you want to be on the show, even if you just want to have a conversation about the Celtics' chances this year, or if they should start being at least happy guys, please, please, please let me know. As always, though, thank you for listening. I'm your host, Perry Mortino, signing out with the From Ballparks, the BuzzFeed Sportscast. Have a good one, everybody.